podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to FML I'm Milan. This is Walsh. In this episode, we'll go over what the fuck is happening, pick uh, captain's cleans for each day of the first game week, and finally cover any last tinkerings and all that shit that we anticipate, you know? Yeah, where do you want to start? Uh, I want to start with an opening question. Um, so with all these international tournaments, Copa, Euros, etc., um, do you have a favorite national anthem? <sighs> Oh, oh, fuck. There was one European, not like, not Austria, but one of the, maybe it was Austria, where it's just like, pomp, it. it's just fully pomp, circ, like band style. Oh, it's really? Like, yeah, it's just such a banger. It's like a <laughs> marching band banger. Oh, shit. I need to check that out after that. I think it's, it's something like Austria, or like a Central European country like that. Yeah, I mean, I love the Russian anthem because it is, it's kind of a march too. Mm-hmm. It's just like so epic and so intense and like just really gets me riled up. And yeah. then the I got to shout out the French anthem too because it's kind of normal and whatever on the surface, but if you look up the actual translated lyrics, it's like written by the revolutionaries. It's so intense. It's just about like slitting throats and taking the power back basically. It's really good. I like that. Just taking names. Yeah, it's just like we're going to like blood is going to rain from the sky as we like march in and slit throats and like go nuts. Monarchists (laughs) take notice. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Um, So, wow. We have like less than a week till Euros. Yeah, I mean, it's Sunday, so some teams still have one more friendly, so we're still missing that final piece of the puzzle for information. But I think, I mean, we've come a long way since the last pod with restructuring our money and our tinkering, I think we're probably in the pretty final stages, right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe we should bring up the team where it is now, then do a sponsor, and then just like go nuts. Okay. Um, so the team from back to front, we have Almer and Kozacic. I'm pr- pronouncing it. Probably Kozacic. I don't know if that Kozic. K is like a hard K. At the yeah, end I always those. feel like Ks are hard and Cs are... Chiches, Kozacic, I don't know. I don't know, but he's the Slovakian keeper in Almers, yeah. I mean, Austria. Slovakia has just been so good recently, and they have Wales and Russia in their group. And yeah, Wales, they, Wales, most importantly, honestly. Yeah, and he plays before Almer every single game week, which is great. So we get the kind of free game before someone who we expect to keep the clean sheet. Right. So yeah, Almer good, with the good matchups. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good pairing, I think, for us to not spend ten. Spending nine and a half is nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> defenders, we have Hector on Germany, Schar on Switzerland. Juan Fran on Spain, Benucci on Italy, and Rami right now on France. But we'll get to France later, but it'll be Rami or Mangala, and we'll get the information we need beforehand to pick a starter. So a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, Hector's the only one, I think, that stayed from our last draft. I think all other. Uh, Benucci, right? 
Benucci too, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Benucci, yeah. But yeah, like Juan Fran, I'm a little bit not too sure about just because it doesn't seem like he's one of Del Bosco's faves. And yeah. Um, I mean, he is definitely the best right back on their team, but they have three games quick. I don't know. I, I just worry that he's going to miss like one of them. Yeah, which and would be a would, nightmare. Yeah. yeah, it would be really annoying to spend five five on a defender who doesn't play all three games. But it sucks if, that their center backs are six point five. It just makes it like that extra leap to get there. You know, yeah. like if one of them was six, we could get there easily. Yeah. But yeah, six five is a step too far. So yeah, if, I don't know. I don't, well, if Juan Fran starts their next friendly, I think we'll probably go with him and hope that he just plays because Spain just seem like they're going to walk the group. So having yeah. a defender from them, As they seems, should. yeah, having yeah. a defender from them seems great. Yeah, um, mid we have. Let's see, we have a bunch of the same guys in midfield. We have Perisic, Fabregas. And then Hamshik, I don't. I think we had. Yeah, we Hamsik, didn't have him. Yeah, Hamshik wasn't on the team. Junosevic on Austria also, and then Zielinski is like our cheapest guy on the whole team. He's our like punt basically. Yeah, I mean, we still have the same kind of like seven million ish all all around the yeah. board, sort of. But Hamshik we added, I think, just because we needed a captaincy option for that day. We don't have anyone. The second day of uh, the first game week, and we like him. And um, Chalhanaglu, or I can't fucking say it, dude. No, you did it. I did it. Yeah, Chalhanaglu. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just like he has Spain in the second match. It's just bad. In Croatia, they're they're yeah, no Croatia too. So we just went Hamšik over him. Similar style, honestly, but yeah. And then Janusovic or whatever. On, yeah, I really um, like him. I'm gro- really growing into him. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a little cheaper than Alaba and he plays a little far more far forward, so less chance of an own goal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he seems good. I think he, he yeah. could be fun. Yeah, he's really hyped. He's he's producing. He's number ten. I like it. Yeah. Zielinski will have to monitor more because he's I guess not nailed. He didn't play that much in qualifying, but he's been playing the important friendlies and he kind of just had his breakout year, and he's young. But I don't. Know, we'll we'll get further into that. But um, and then forwards, really heavy hitting as as we like to do with um, Zlatan, Muller, and Giroud. Yeah, Zlatan was kind of the big shaker and mover from our last draft. Yeah, but yeah, he was like the topic of the last pod. I feel like. yes. Yeah. <laughs> we kept going. We just back got to so him. excited. Yeah, it's just like. The group is not good, obviously, but he's so good. And Sweden seem like they kind of are a decent outfit, but they have that that day for all the weeks. As unless if you have like De Bruyne, who I'm just not that in love with, and I yeah. think is a, a big step below Zlatan. Yeah, in terms oh, of yeah. quality, I just feel like Zlatan is like a differential, and he he could come in huge. So he's kind of fun. He's not in any teams that I'm seeing on FFS, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, he is a huge differential. Yeah, huge. I mean, like, rightfully so, because the group is terrible, and he's so fucking expensive. Yeah, he's like below like Murata. He's well below every other um, top-tier guy, like Ronaldo, Lewandowski, Muller, Griezmann, even below Bale, even on Wales. Like, How could you possibly have Bale over Zlatan for 0.5? It just makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I think Zlatan's just the clinical nature. He can, I mean, I love Bale. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, but Zlatan scored thirty more goals than him this year and every, <laughs> every year, like actual thirty. Yeah, and I mean, it's all their kind of thing is that he gets Ireland first, and then maybe 
they shit the bed game week two and we could get rid of him if it looks exactly. like Sweden's not yeah, doing it. We want him versus Ireland. It's like John O'Shea and Darren Randolph. Yeah, he could light it up. They could really smoke them. So if it's yeah. a, I think it's a fun differential to have Zlatan. And yeah. then whether, I mean, if the captaincy even rolls down to him, we'll see because we're going to have it on Giroud and Hamshik and Mueller beforehand. So it might not even get yeah, to him, yeah, but yeah. it still feels yeah, it good. And I, I like him more than Ronaldo, I think, for a million less, like... Yeah, me too. I mean, it was everything we talked about last pod. Like, Ronaldo, if you take away the goals against the worst teams in qualifying, he really didn't do shit. Uh, Portugal just don't seem good. They seem really defensive and countering, and Ronaldo has to play out of position for them, and he's more expensive. The only thing in Ronaldo's hat is that group is 1,000 times easier. Yeah, that's way worse. I don't know. It could, it could go either way for sure, but I don't know. Zlatan feels fun right now. Well, so what's I think- weird about the the group, though, is that, like, I mean, I guess Hungary is the worst team in the Portugal group, but I'd rather play Ireland if I'm, like, fielding a striker just because they're, like, they're a mess at the back and they attack. They actually attack versus, like, some shit team like Hungary is going to just park the bus. Yeah, probably. Like, I could just see a higher-scoring game, is what I'm saying, in, like, yeah. in an Ireland game than yeah, a hungry game. I agree. But anyway, let's uh, let's do a sponsor and then just really fucking dig into everything. Okay. Got tickets for some of the Euro games in France? Good for you. But are you the nervous and worried type who can't stop thinking about the latest terrorist attacks at the Stade de France? Don't worry. The French on-field and off-field little technician, Johan Kabay has got your back. Johan Kabai's bomb diffuser kit is small, compact, and comes with simple step-by-step instructions of what to do if you happen to find yourself in close quarters with a little bomb. Be a hero, feel safe, and don't go to the game without it. Johan Kabai's bomb diffuser kit, because what's more important than your life? (laughs) What even is that? <laughs> what is Johan Kabai's diffuser kit? I don't even understand, but I love it. Because he's just a little genius, and I think yeah, that's he, funny. Just, he just unlocks a team. <laughs> yeah, he's a technician. <laughs> and you love him. And I love him. He's a palace boy. Yeah. That's great. That's good stuff. Um, all right, where should we start? Let's start with. Uh, because I teased the listeners with the Rami versus Mangala thing. So. That was a point that you brought up in text, which was just basically the deadline for the week happens when the France game is starting, not like hours before the France game. So we'll actually have the lineups finalized before the match starts. So we'll just swap in Mangala if Mangala is starting or keep Rami if Rami is starting. That's it. Yeah, it's like the it's the same thing for the first game of every day, but especially the first game of the match week because you can still make transfers. So That's France, the most important, yeah. Yeah, so France playing first, we'll be able to still make transfers to our team before we have to submit it before the France-Romania game. Uh, the same thing happens on uh, game week three. France is the first game, so we'll get France's lineup still able to make transfers beforehand. Um, so game week two is the only one with France that we won't have their full team. So that's just... If the center back's playing game week one, I think we'll just have to roll the dice and hope that whichever one plays game week one plays game week two. And then yeah. if not in the third, we could just transfer him out. Exactly. So it's that's a really great little point that you brought up there that 
honestly, everyone should exploit because you're guaranteeing with 100% certainty that you're going to get a starter in the France defense because we yeah, know you, the lineup. You really just have to be on your computer like an hour before the game. Yeah, an hour, you know, 45 minutes before and make the change and you're back at work. But I was just looking at it also and thinking about like punts and shit and we were talking about Guerrero or whatever that left back for Portugal, Portugal. 4.0. Yeah. But that's like they play second, so you're not going to be able to see their team sheet before you have to lock your lineup in. Mm-hmm. So like if you take your punt on that last day, like the last game, oh, God, and then he doesn't yeah. play, like it makes it like the worst thing ever. It's well, you'll not still even... get an auto sub though, right? No, no, no. Are you sure now? Yeah, I'm positive. Oh wow! I thought still if like someone played zero minutes, you'd no. still get an auto. No, if you sub someone out, they're if permanently you sub them out, out. They're permanently dead. I see. Yeah. Okay. I don't think there are auto subs at all. Actually, no, there are auto subs because right? sure? I remember when reading the rules initially. But that makes sense that a manual sub would like override it. Yeah. yeah, like if you don't touch your team at all, and a starter plays zero minutes, and someone on your bench played, it'll auto sub in the same way as FPL. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's that should be completely irrelevant with the manual subbing format. So yeah, it should be. But but yeah, no, that's a good that's a good shout. Like picking punts from the first team that play in a on a specific game day is is actually really important. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like we're talking about what players we have and when they play is having your shitty guys playing earlier is so much better because then you're not going to get stuck with them at the end. Like If you're using your last two or three players that you're subbing in, and those are your punts, like we were with, we had like Jao Mario on our team for a little bit, yeah. you're stuck with that player, whatever they do, if you're going to commit to putting them in your lineup. So it's, if you have low confidence in your, in your punt coming off and they're like your last player, then it's higher risk. Um, but tell me why that matters, though, because say say we did have Joe Mario, so our better players are playing before him. If they score or do anything, we'll just keep our better players in. And if yeah. they don't, then whatever, we'll sub. If they yeah, play. you you so would. Wh- why does it matter? But you want more bites of the apple to be able to sub out, like to layer it more, so that you have higher sample of players playing. Um, that you can take out versus having to put like three in at a time at the last day, and then you have to just be stuck with those three players. Right. If, if you even have if, like three Austria and two Portugal or something, you're changing your whole team. Yeah. No, yeah, and, that makes sense. Yeah. And the way that you could just gradually have players playing each day is you'll just have maybe like the players you spent more money on, you'll see what they do, and you won't have to take a leap of faith and sub out someone who has like three or four points. Like, what if you're faced with the last day and you have Alaba and Ronaldo and like a defender and you have one blank in your team? Like, what are you going to do? Or if you have yeah. two blanks in your team, yeah, like that it's, sucks. Yeah. If you layer it and you have less players on the last day, like you would be like piecemeal making those. So you'd think that the blanks would happen gradually or maybe like not all on the same day. So I, I think it's just better to be yeah, able it's to. It's better to have in general, I guess, just more players earlier. Yeah, just in general. Yeah, because yeah, if the the quicker you have, you know, nine or so scores up on the board, you just can make more informed decisions based on like, okay, you have four guys left. Like these are your good guys left. These are your bad guys left. Like mm. it just is easier to plan. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think I like it might that. be like too intense of a viewpoint. It's a little bit too intense. Like I wouldn't go like to the second week and third week and try and plan all that and stuff. But for your first draft of the first week. 
I think it's pretty relevant to a. Well, it's it's idiotic to not pay attention to the France lineup before you submit your final team, and then b. I think it's at least relevant enough to maybe not stack on someone like Portugal. You know when they play on the last day, and you probably already have like two Austrian players. So, yeah, you know, like that. That makes sense. Just to that simple yeah. level, not too deep. Yeah, that's basically all I'm trying to get at. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, as far as like punts go, or yeah, I guess I guess we're calling it a punt spot. Is all last pod we were saying how fifteen man squads are way more important than like your starting eleven, and that's one hundred percent fact. That's totally true. But the way that we've kind of evolved and structured our squad is having like the most money in our forwards because they score the most points and are the best captaincy options. And then throughout our mid and defense, we've kind of spread a lot of the money pretty evenly. And what we came to realize, because there was one point in our drafts where we had five really good midfielders. Yeah, they were all six or higher. Yeah, they were all like, captainable like really good like scoring midfielders and our defense was just so weak we just had like 4.5s like questionable maybe playing like not nailed like kind of punts and stuff like that and what we came to realize is that just the value you get for defenders is just so much higher than any other position so being able to get four good midfielders that you're into and five good defenders all that you have to sacrifice is that one fifth midfield spot. So we have someone who we think is nailed, and there's a slight chance that he might score. You know, he's not the best player; he's only five million. But being able to just kind of punt on that one midfielder spot was all we needed to make our defense like all five point fives, pretty much, and just be like really good and really nailed. So yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. you said when we were just playing with structures. If you drop your your fifth midfielder down to a five or a five five guy, you basically free up an extra one and a half or so mil. And then the last two defenders that you have, maybe before they were like four or fives, you can upgrade them to five and five fives. It just makes such a big difference because it's just you, like an insane difference. Yeah. Yeah. Cause with the subbing, you're still going to have three players on your bench at the end of the game week and having five good defenders and having that fifth midfielder be like you said, more of a punt. Maybe they'll get something lucky, but if if that's your your sunk cost spot on your roster, your fifth midfielder, it's probably the safest bet because the clean sheet shouts are easier to see um, than who's going to score points in midfield because it's so much more of a minefield. Yeah, and just the value, like I, like I just said. But what I mean by value is like if you think about the kind of tiers where each position has like the likely best players to score. Like for mids, it's like. Seven and up, maybe seven and a half and up is like all of the good mids. And for strikers, it's like eight or eight and a half and up are like all the best strikers. But for defenders, it's like five and up. So, like to your point, again, like you just drop that last midfield spot and you're able to get every one of your defenders above that like 5.0 threshold. That just means you have like five really good options in defense where you'll be subbing. Really high chance of three clean sheets in the back, which is amazing. And then you're only sacrificing one player. 
Yeah. So, yeah. But the other thing to that point is that we were pretty committed to having Zlatan and Mueller and like our forward line is so expensive. Yeah. So yeah. you could that's also the, that's the other option. Yeah. Yeah. You could all like even if we didn't have Zlatan, like if we had Kane instead of him, yeah. then we could afford a good fifth midfielder and still a good defense. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, that's just, the other option. That that yeah, no, that's a great point to bring up because we made the decision that we want a huge forward line. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said in the at the beginning, like they're all always the best captaincy options. And I think midfield not getting bonus, like no bonus existing in the game, really diminishes midfield, and it just makes forwards that much better to me. And yeah, I just want them. They score the most goals. They're they're the best players. So. I don't know, and we were a- also we were able to find really good value in like the seven to seven and a half range. So it just felt like the right way to structure for us. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like if someone goes Kane or like Murata or even like Janko or something instead of yeah. Zlatan, then they're good. But I don't know. A lot of people are tr- are are going budget on the third forward, and I just don't like any of the teams when I look at them. Um, it's always like, yeah, this team's really good. But you have Kyle Lafferty or you have fucking Dick Fuck, you know? And I just want that's always the spot that like sticks out when I'm looking at rape my teams and people tweet at me and shit. It's just like it's really good, except you're captaining, as you said, you're captaining De Bruyne or you're captaining like fucking, I don't know, some other Odzil and I'm captaining Zlatan. You yeah. know, it's just like to me, it's just not close. Yeah. But that is the, th- the midfield is really the most I think trickiest thing with oh, by the far, teams because by far you could you could just have like KDB Ozil like Alaba a seven and like a seven and a half and think that you're going to get loads of points in midfield and you might yeah. but yeah I don't know I think there are some pretty decent like if you go Mueller and then an eight and a half and then an eight or something I think you could still have a really good midfield a good all around team with that structure but. Um, it, yeah, I think it's just the captaincy shouts. Is if you feel good with your captaincy shouts, you really like De Bruyne, or you're bullish on um, Belgium doing well. Then you know, I don't. I could see both sides of the coin. Yeah, I see both sides, and maybe we'll get proven wrong. But that's just how I feel most comfortable building the team with, especially with the ability to move the captaincy armband. It just seems like we're getting three chances at the highest score. Between like Zlatan, Muller, and Giroud, and well, and our midfielders, but those guys just have much higher ceilings than the midfield players, and and the captaincy I think will will be huge. So, yeah, yeah. totally. Especially because yeah. you know, thinking of when you need, you want a brace from your captaincy, the chances are it's going to be a forward, not a midfielder, doing that business for you. You want a brace, and then you also want the ability to have more than a brace. And that's yeah. like, oh. that even lowers the amount of players by even further. You know, it's like Zlatan and Muller. <laughs> like, probably not even Giroud, unless he's yeah, playing no. Villa. No, Giroud's not ever doing that. But yeah, well, I mean. He plays Villa, though, twice a year. Well, not yeah. anymore. But. Well, yeah, he plays Romania and Albania. It's the same shit. Yeah, so maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, let's talk about defense for a little, because I was thinking about just the way we have our defense, and we kind of tried to cover ourselves from the most elite defensive teams that we feel are yeah. out there yeah. with the safest and cheapest option versus maybe making uh, compromises elsewhere for funds and getting the more expensive 
uh, attacking, attacking options. Yeah, and it's kind of the thing like we have Shar instead of Rodriguez on Switzerland, or we have Juan Fran instead of Alba for Spain, or yeah, we have you know we have um, Rami instead of a six France defender, but. It just seems like in a three-game sample, it just makes more sense to try and just cover yourself with a clean sheet and not chase the extra funds or the extra attacking sexiness because it just seems like it's not likely to come off in three games. Yeah, I feel the same way. And really what it comes down to is like for the millionth time spreading the funds and having the big squad. You know, like obviously if there were two guys evenly priced and or we could afford both and one was like on set pieces and an attacking fullback and the other was a center back we would choose the attacking fullback fullback, but in most cases especially on the best teams there's a huge price difference in the attacking fullback or the set piece guy or whatever so yeah we're just relying on clean sheets and and the better teams like we have france and spain and germany and switzerland etc like if you have like Poland, then you can afford an attacking fullback, but we'd rather have the German defender, for example. You know, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I I like our defense. Finally. Yeah, I, I really like our it defense. Took a long I time. really like this team in general. I mean, there's Wanfran and there's Zielinski. I feel like those are like the main two things we'll be paying attention to. And yeah. otherwise, like I don't really see any other changes. Yeah, I'm, I kind of agree. I mean, yeah. we haven't touched the forward since the day after the last pod when we put them in. When we put slots on it, yeah. yeah. I mean, and Mueller, like Giroud last time. Mueller was yeah. We didn't have Giroud. We, we had Greatsman. Yeah, Mueller. Like someone tweeted at me today, like is Lewandowski essential? And I just wrote back, like absolutely not. Well, first of all, there's pretty much no one essential. But then I explained to him that Mueller is on the same day on the better team. So you're only going to captain Mueller probably of the two. And then Mueller has the pedigree. And then I realized, because I was just talking to this guy, that he's coming off the best scoring season he's ever had. And I'm just like, this is the guy who like regularly like golden or silver boots, and he's also coming off the best season, goal-scoring season he's ever had. Like, what the fuck? Like, he's so nailed. <laughs> he's so fucking good. Yeah, I mean, he was the first name I think yeah. we put in, and yeah, we haven't even talked about him. We haven't even talked about him. No, and it's going. stupid to do so. I'm surprised he's only 10-5. I thought he would have been yeah, he should be as 12. much as Ronaldo. Like, he should be as much as Ronaldo and Zlatan and, and, Lu- and Lewandowski. Yeah. I mean, he's, not, he's even fucking playing. We like him so much, and he's playing reverse out of position. Reverse out of position. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, like, Goza started false nine... And he was playing like fucking winger in their last friendly. And Goetze got an assist on an own goal and Mueller scored. It was just yeah. like, there you go. He's, That's yeah, what he he's, fucking you know, like he's, he's on pens probably for them, right? Pen, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, so it's just so nice. It feels good to have him. Do you think Giroud's going to be on pens for France? I was thinking about that the other day. I mean, like, that, take that, over gre- that Griezmann miss like, has to be a factor, right? It should be. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know. I don't think Paul takes them for Juventus. Does no? Well, he definitely no, didn't he when Pirlo was there, but no, I, he doesn't. I think I don't know who took. Was it like Dybala or some shit? Or Dybala? I don't know. I don't think it was Paul. 
Yeah, I don't think it was either because he only had like seven goals a season, so it doesn't yeah, seem no, like uh, you're on pens. But yeah, I mean, Giroud very, very might be on pens, but same with Pae if he's starting. No, it, Pae it's doesn't even a, fucking can't take pens off Mark Noble, bro. Oh, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be fucking Giroud. I mean, I got a shout out to this site, um, FPL Bet, who I sent you this page. They They did like a compilation of all the predicted lineups for the Euros, that's pretty good. It seems at least the most like up-to-date predictor that I've seen where they combined like who scored um, the UEFA predicted lineups and the Eurosport predicted lineups and kind of did like a spreadsheet where they have every most likely lineup. And on that same site, they have set-piece takers. And I don't... I just haven't seen it anywhere else, so it's basically like my only resource. But yeah, on there they have Greatsman and then Giroud as yeah. like the pedigree, which is it's probably right, but yeah, could be. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know like that much about the site, but it seems really good, so I'm gonna shout them out. Okay, I think there's something about set piece takers on FFS too, like it's some something, but I don't know. Yeah, well, um, and there'll be more, I'm sure, as this week rounds yeah, up. Yeah, we're getting so. closer. Yeah, we're getting closer. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? What do you think about the like cheap striker? Like uh, another fucking friend on Twitter, FPL Jesus, <laughs> tweeted like, "Who who's the absolute cheapest striker worth considering?" Because I was shitting on someone's team with a cheap striker, and he said maybe Janko, and I was like, "I don't know, I don't Is, like." Isn't him. he eight? Yeah, uh, Janko's no Janko's seven and a half, seven five. Yeah, but I don't know. Would you? I mean, I think consider a team with like Nolito is probably the yeah he's probably the one I would if I'm gonna go there I would probably go like if you're gonna structure with like a cheap punty third forward yeah it's probably Nolito if it would afford me like a really good five midfield or something but past that um, I think Arnautovic at seven is probably or maybe Vardy at seven. Uh, yeah, still one of those too. Yeah, yeah. Still Shane, can't Long, see Shane Long at six and a half. Yeah, but I just don't like the structures. I just don't like that structure. It's just end up. Yeah, it's just I. I think the captaincy option from the third forward is better than having an extra like expensive midfielder captaincy option. So I don't think midfielders that are in the game right now are such great captaincy options. So. Yeah, and Nolito's not even fucking nailed. Yeah, no. Um, but I mean, we did talk last night. I think there's like a lot of really good value in the eight eight five. Like, I think even like Gomez is probably a good shout for Germany. Yeah, definitely. Like, Mandzukic, Murata, Kane. I mean, even Lukaku. Drew. Everyone's lo- overlooking because he was such a fucking nightmare to, to the end of the EPL season. But yeah, he's he been scoring be. in all these friendlies, and Belgium's really good. Yeah, he could get service and be fine. Yeah, he could be really good. And yeah, like you said, Mandzukic, and yeah. Yeah. I like I like Milik on Poland. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, he could be good. I mean, they have yeah. that North Ireland game first, which is yeah, nice. He's been scoring, and he has a really good record. And he, yes, Lewandowski's there, but it's four four two. It's not like he's not a striker, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. But yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is like looking at all these values that you can find in the eight million region from strikers. You could go with. Strikers from that region, then afford yourself like the Jordi Alba and the Cernas yeah. of the world, and just have yeah. like a ridiculous defense, and then hope that you you know just get get and, it together there. And Neuer and De Gea, yeah, yeah who sure, knows? that's but, totally doable. But it's just whether you believe that those guys are 
A, good captaincy options, and B, will match or exceed like Mueller and Ibra and Ronaldo and et cetera, mm-hmm. versus like, is our clean sheet from Juan Fran going to be not enough to match Alba? Like, it doesn't seem as likely. It doesn't seem balanced to me. Like, a clean, if we, if Spain gets a clean sheet and Juan Fran starts, I'm not scared of Alba owners. No, of course not. But I'm like, not. if, it doesn't matter, like if Mandzukic scores, I'm still terrified of Müller and Ibrahimovic and Lewandowski and Ronaldo. You know? Yeah. Do you want to just do captains and cleans? I don't know. I feel like we talked so much about specific players last pod. Yeah. No. I mean, there's not that much else to go on. I guess. Yeah. I think what we're gonna do is just do since you can move the captaincies and sub for cleans. I think we'll just go day by day and pick our captains and cleans, right? Yeah. So let's do that. So we'll pick our day by day captains cleans for the first week, which starts Friday, so soon. Okay, so I mean, Friday is obviously one, one little game. But, France, um, uh, we're captain Giroud, but we love Greatsman. Really? I mean, if Paye starts, I think that's a good captaincy too. Like anyone, yeah. really. Paye yeah, really anyone. They're going to fucking do them, yeah. yeah. Having a defender seems good, but... One of the five five guys we had in our team for a while is Stanchu on Romania. Mm-hmm. He like, plays in the hole for them. Uh, he's yeah. in really good form right now. I think he scored in like three straight friendlies. Yeah, or he's something been like in that. really good form. Yeah, um, but yeah, only five five. We had him in instead of that Polish Zielinski. Yeah, yeah. Whoever. so I don't know. I like no. Him. Yeah, it's worth worth bringing up little yeah. sneaky gems. Yeah. Yeah, France is just that's a free free captaincy role. So hopefully that comes off for who, for us, and then you don't have to think about it the rest of the week. That'd be great. That'd Drew be amazing. Has like two goals. Ugh, oh so nice. my god! Yeah. Um, Saturday. Uh, I yeah. mean, you got to like a Swiss clean. I mean, what do you think? Wales Slovakia is probably like a nil nil. Honestly. Yeah, it seems like a nil nil on paper, but I don't know. Wales then, let up three goals today. Yeah, that's true. And then England Russia is like the opposite of a nil nil. It's yeah, gonna it be, could like be like two like two or something. Two. Yeah, but Kane seems like the best captaincy on the day. Uh, Shakiri's probably a really good captaincy if anyone's gonna have him. Yeah, Bale if you have him. Yeah, Bale's always gonna be a good captaincy option. And then um, I mean, we're gonna probably put it on Hamshik that day and hope that he does some shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a Russian captain? Not really. I don't, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, Zuba or whatever. Zuba, but yeah. yeah. No one has him. He's No not one really have. has him, yeah. He was so bad in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then the next day, Sunday, Croatia plays. Well, that's when Germany plays, so Mueller is going to be for us. And then Lewandowski, yeah. though. I mean, if you have Lewandowski and Mueller, you would probably captain Lewandowski that day, right? Yeah, just because Northern Ireland are so much worse. Yeah, Ukraine though they're not tight. Yeah, I I I was reading about them. They they had a good defensive record in qualifying and shit, but they're all like old as fucking slow. And yeah. I mean, it's fucking Germany. Like they're yeah. gonna dominate. Yeah, you'd expect. I expect like a three 0 or a three one in that game or something like that. Yeah, you're yeah you're captaining your German player or Lewandowski pretty much. Yeah, and then Turkey Croatia is probably gonna be the best game of the day. That's such a good game. Um, fucking, I can't wait. I'm so happy that's a, that day that's is Sunday, a and not game, a weekday. Yeah. Oh my god, Friday you're gonna be, be at work. Yeah, I'll be at work for sure. Kill you my, need to take myself. a fucking Linolax, the sponsor of last episode, <laughs> <laughs> fucking diarrhea out of your, yeah. out of work. That would be awesome, but no, I'm definitely gonna be at work. That's terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, but yeah, I think that Sunday is gonna be a fun day to watch games. They're all three oh, of those yeah. games are great. Yeah. Um, um, 
yeah, Monday. What do you think about Queens that day, though? Uh, I don't know. I mean, sure. Poland and Germany are, are good shouts for Queens. Poland, though, I feel like are just not. Their good defense is awful, but like Northern Ireland, I, I just don't. Yeah, you can't imagine. I don't they know how much firepower they have. Yeah. yeah. Um, Croatia, Turkey is probably goals in that. That's game. really interesting. Yeah, Croatia, you'd expect to, I guess, dominate the ball, but Turkey's fucking good. Turkey's good. Yeah, they have good good attackers. They're both yeah. good. That game's gonna be great. That's why. That's my number one game. I want to watch all all week. Yeah, I haven't picked mine yet, but so far that's leading the yeah, pack. It's that probably. and Belgium, Italy is gonna be good too, probably. Well, and France is gonna be just amazing because home France is just gonna be like so insane. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch, but I don't think. I mean, it's not gonna be like a good game. It's gonna be a fucking rape fest. <laughs> uh, Monday, let's see. I mean, you like a Spain clean. Ireland, Sweden, there's goals there. Belgium, Italy could easily be a nil-nil or something weird. Yeah, this is like this is the toughest. Like this is part of the reason yeah, why this we wanted is Zlatan. Zlatan. This is Zlatan's fucking... like the only captaincy. Yeah. And like I just with Spain, you could get Morata, but I just don't feel any confidence that he's gonna do like that well that you would want a captain stick yeah. captaincy on him. I really like Morata, like we yeah. said last week, but it's just is he gonna score a brace? Probably I don't think not. so. Don't yeah. Don't Even really though Czech it. Republic is pretty bad, I mean but. Czech Republic score or had the worst defensive record of every team that qualified. <laughs> so like okay, maybe really? Spain just wins five nil. Like honestly, that's that's a shout, but it'll be interesting to see. But Belgium Italy is the pick of the day. That's yeah. that'll be an interesting game. That game will be good. I'll miss that whole day, so that's fun. But yeah, you don't really like any Belgium captain. You don't like an Italian captain. Spain, it's kind of sketchy. It's really just Laton. Yeah, I mean, I think Spain. I mean, people who have KDB are going to captain him, but that's going to be really sad because they. I can't. I mean, Italy's. They're not going to ever give up like you know two or more. Yeah, no, doesn't yeah, they don't really that. do that. Yeah, the over under for that game is probably going to be like one and a half. <laughs> yeah, or two even. Yeah, two is as low as soccer goes, pretty yeah. much. Actually, um, you know what? Speaking of like Calvin Chan, that. Fucking interview that I did with. I didn't know we were talking about it. Well, no, we weren't. I'm I'm thinking about him. I'm like talking to myself. <laughs> Just bringing up the gambling odds because if people didn't see, like I I did an interview with Calvin Chan who won. The FMLPL league, and he gave out like just some of his tips and stuff like that. One of the things he said was he does look at gambling odds, and you know what? I should look at the gambling odds before the first week for like just those a slight bit of other knowledge coming from a completely different source, you know, not related to fantasy at all. Be interesting mm-hmm. to see like the over unders in these kind of games. It's always a good indicator because yeah, for experts. cleans and for Todd Fests, tip fucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then um, last day is yeah. oh what, cleans we did. Yeah, clean, we, yeah, we did whatever. Cleans. And then last day, I guess it's just like Ronaldo. That's the thing. If you have Ronaldo, you could freewheel and deal your captaincy around and not feel too bad if you know that you have him in the last day. Ronaldo versus Iceland. Yeah. Although listening to Men and Blazers got me excited about Iceland. I'm rooting for them. Yeah, it would be nice to see them do well, but I don't know. Yeah. No. It's what tough. about? I mean, Austria. Yeah, I mean, I mean Janko. Yeah, you you could, right? I mean, well, that's going to be the. This is the tough thing is if you don't have Ronaldo. For us, for example, like we only have Janisovic or whatever the Austrian mid. Yeah, if Zlatan gets like an assist, are we going to switch captains here? Or are we going to stick with that? 
Like those, that's going to be a tough thing. If we end yeah. up going all the way to Zlatan, if no one hits for us the first three days. Yeah, right, right, right. If you don't have Ronaldo and you have one of your, like, or Alaba, some people that'll have Alaba. If you have, like, those mid, someone, a mid level Austrian attacker, are you going to switch captaincy onto them if you have someone who's gotten, like, Man, six points? That's going to be a tough call to make. And we'll yeah. probably end up potting before that day even happens. So we won't be able to cover it because there's no days in between any of the weeks. So we're going to be ending up potting midweek every week. So there's going to be like no time to listen to the pot. It's going to be fucked up. Yeah, that is going to be a little bit annoying. I guess we should pot on Monday. Or should we just pot for like 15 minutes every day? <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might solo panic room pod for like 10 minutes every day. <laughs> that would be fine with me, but I can't get in there with that. I know. It's just going to be so shitty. It always sucks to do a midweek pod because we're potting yeah. without all of the knowledge. Yeah, and we're out of sorts too because our heads are in a few different places. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll probably pod like Sunday night, I guess. So there's only two days that we're missing, and most no, of the games are played. On Monday. But then that gives only like one day of listening before next week when you're making your transfers. Yeah, but like I guess fuck, one fuck it. Yeah, listen yeah, on yeah. Tuesday. Like that's your matter. job. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. We'll probably pot on Monday then. Wow, it's <sighs> so soon, dude. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, I know it's exciting. I hope this week goes by fast. Yeah, it's got to go by fast. Right. It's going to be so nice to wake up again and have some purpose to life on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, on Saturday, Sunday, set my alarm, get going, get all dente. Yeah, I've been just like sleeping till like nine on the weekends, and it just doesn't even make sense. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, are you going to wake up for the six a.m. games or when? What time are those games? Yeah, six a.m. Right? I have no idea. Let me check. Yeah, six a.m. the Saturday and Sunday games because they're nine a.m. Eastern. Yeah, are you sure? Yeah, that's what it says on my website that I'm in front of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, six is nothing. You gotta wake up at six, right? Yeah, Switzerland. I mean, Turkey, Croatia on Sunday for sure. Maybe I'll miss some of the Switzerland Albania game because that's just like a little bit sad. Yeah, if we uh, had a Swiss attacker, you wouldn't miss it. But mm. what we do, we have Shar. Oh, <laughs> goal threat, little tit threat. Ugh, Lauren's going to be so pissed at me all weekend because I'm going to just watch soccer until like 2 o'clock. I mean, I'm sorry, Lauren. It's a oh big tournament. God. What? I think I have something to do on Saturday. What do you mean? Yeah, like what do you activity. have? I think like her, her son or her sister's kid's birthday or something. Who cares? I certainly don't, but she does. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Does the kid like soccer? Maybe you can steal the kid and watch no, Euros no. with him. He's like four. It's a joke. Dude, you're going to go. How, he's four. You're going to go to the house, say happy birthday, and then go inside and watch soccer. Okay. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah, now. Germany, uh, Ukraine. I'm not missing that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. God, I hate when life gets in the way of soccer. Yeah, it's it's tough. You you should quit your job like I did. <laughs> um, that's it, right? I guess. I feel like incomplete. I feel like we went too nuts last week talking about players. We didn't. I mean, we it just would be redundant because it's the same names. It's yeah, just, it's the same names. I mean, it's, it's I guess I can sh- I can shout out some budget defenders that we were looking into, but in the end, we made the decision to that budget defenders are a bad idea. So like, yeah. it's not. It doesn't reflect the pod's feelings to go into like budget defenders. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, it feels incomplete, but we're here all week answering questions. Like people are tweeting at me constantly, rate my teams. And people should also be emailing fmlpl at gmail.com for like, because you send back like long shit. Like Twitter, Twitter, I write back 120 characters. Like if you email, Walsh sends back like paragraphs of shit. Um, yeah. That that's a true story, but yeah, we we got some some uh, emails last week from after the pod. It was good. Yeah, we'll get some shit going, and like <laughs> we're around. So yeah, check us out fmlfl Follow on Twitter at fm. F- oh god, I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna x that part. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Email us. I already told you that. Join our league. You gotta join the league. Um, like on Facebook, rate on iTunes, all that shit. Cheers. Bye, guys. Podcast Network.